Welcome to a set piece menu bonus pod. Bonus in the sense that there is no bonus material at the beginning. Bonus in the sense that it's shorter. Bonus in the sense that we're going to talk about something we've already talked about, um, but we are also involving a bonus element, which is you, the people, the great listeners, the audience to set piece menu. I'm Hugh Ferris, Stephen Wyatt's here, so is Rory Smith and Andy Hinchcliffe, and the fifth member of our team for this discussion, um, about which I will explain very shortly, is not Steve's three-year-old, is the Tactics Board. Tactics Board. Tactics. So we're going to be chatting about tactics, and so Chinch has, has labelled his Tactics Board. Tactics. A word about the uh, the Tactics Board, um, first of all. Did anybody think when he was describing the Tactics Board <laughs> that it would be a lot bigger than actually what it is? Yes, it's a massive did you, disappointment. Has that disappointed yeah. you? My magnetic yeah. Tactics yeah. Board. Did you think like a touchscreen? No, you, no. I, just thought, I thought sort of it, w- it would be maybe like A1 size, and you could maybe mount it on a wall, whereas this is, this is just basically... It, it's a laminated piece of A3 paper with a, a pitch scribbled on it. I thought it might held be like in place by held in place by a clip frame. <laughs> I thought it might be like How a large iPad, a large iPad that you could sort of yeah, I was expecting move to be at least electronic around on. That looks like something that has been rescued from the back of a school storage cupboard after <laughs> 20 years. It's funny years you should say unused. that, Steve. It's battered. It's bruised. That was the delivery man dented. making that dent at left back. But you know what the best thing about it is? The best thing about the chat tips board is that. In the bottom right-hand corner, as we look at it, <laughs> it, it has the brand name of the, of the tactics board. Of the tactics board, the people who make tactics boards, which I imagine is a is a lucrative game. Yes, to be in. it is. Certainly, if this is the quality which they yeah, <laughs> and they're, they called, produce them. they're called Power Shot, and their 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 brand logo is like a ball with two comet tails coming out of it to yep. to in, infer power in the shot. But it looks like the sort of brand that made knockoff boots and kits for kids. <laughs> Let's call it Power Shot, because that's about football. Power <laughs> Shot. I would suggest to you that Power and Shot have no relevance whatsoever to the product that uh, is adorned by its name. But, Chinch, mm. thank you very much indeed for bringing your tactics board so that we can chat okay. tactics okay. with you and the listeners who have, over the last few days, been responding in their droves to our request to put together a Premier League select team of those teams who traditionally we associate as being 8th to 20th in the Premier League and would that select 11 be able to take on Manchester City in a game of association football? So currently on the Chactics board, we have the team laid out in a 4-2-3-1 formation. Uh, Steve has been crunching the numbers and the names over the last 48 hours or so and he's been able to take Every entry that has been suggested by all our listeners, either via at setpiecemenu on Twitter or setpiecemenu at gmail.com, it has been brought together, and Steve, perhaps um, with no fanfare, because we haven't got any production, uh, but still with some sense of significance, would you please tell us, reveal to all, the Select 11, best of the rest, 8th to 20th in the Premier League. It's another really catchy title on Set Piece Menu. Yes, thank you all for filling my journey home from a weekend commentating on Italian football. This was uh, how I, uh, I passed the journey back to Manchester, putting this together uh, for... 2-3-1 is the formation because that is the most popular formation from the, the people that su- um, submitted their suggestions. The overwhelming choice to play in goal is uh, Jack Butland. Uh, the back four pretty much uh, was overwhelming in its selection as well. It is uh, Southampton's Cedric Suarez, another Southampton player, Virgil van Dijk, uh, Johnny Evans, and then making it three out of four at the back for Southampton, uh, Ryan Bertrand. 
They two holding midfielders. This was the contentious area that we can get to very shortly. Oriel Romeo and Mario Lamina again. Two Southampton defensively minded players. Uh, the three in front of them: Riyad Mahrez, Manuel Lanzini, Wilfred Zaha, and comprehensively your choice to play as the lone striker was Leicester's Jamie Vardy. So the things that we'll be doing in just the next 10 minutes or so is deciding whether they are the right choices. And of course, they are the right choices because they are overwhelmingly the choices made by uh, the people who listen to Seppi's menu. And we're nothing if not democratic. Well, hang on. I, I think the last two years have taught us that the people don't know what they're talking about. So it could well be that they are all entirely the wrong choices okay. and will bring us to the, take us to the brink of nuclear war. <laughs> so we will <laughs> we will ride completely roughshod over the suggestions and trump them with our own. But the team will not change. Uh, then we will consider how they might line up against Manchester City using the tactics board. And then we'll come to some sort of conclusion about what the game might deliver. So, first of all, any complaints about the back four? They are currently Cedric, Van Dijk, Evans and Bertrand. The have people really thought about who this team is playing? Uh, probably not. Because this th- you it's a selection of the best gonna, players. Yes, well, this is, can be a problem. And this team would have a problem playing against City because I personally would play with three centre-halves and wing-backs against Man City. Would well, you? that means you yes, need to I find would. the third centre-back. Who would your yes. third centre-back be? Uh, Van Dijk, Evans and... James Tarkovsky. James Tarkovsky. Yes, because this team is going to have to do a hell of a lot of defending, you would think, wouldn't you? You, re- you're, you are really stoked on James Tarkovsky. You are high James on Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky is, is very good indeed. Do you know what? Not one single person suggested Tarkovsky. Yeah, that is the well, first time that name has been mentioned. Because you watch Burnley. Like. The public are fools. <laughs> And it's not just Burnley against Everton. He, he's played well all season long. And in, as I'm saying, if you're playing against Man City under severe pressure, as Burnley have been this season, Tarkovsky has been brilliant. He would have been uh, three centre halves, wing backs would have been would have been my choice. But we, we're not going down that road. We, well, well, and the other centre half, who if you were to play three at the back, who I think featured fairly heavily in the voting, is Harry Maguire. Yeah. Yes. He'd be, yes, he'd be your good other choice. Yes. Maguire yes. and Sacco were the two other names that, that came up most often after the, okay. the ones that made okay. the final choice. And I will say, there was yep. quite a few footballing hipsters out there who did offer a suggestion of three at the back, either yes. in a, a, a three-four three formation or uh, a three-five-two. Okay. Okay. Uh, so back right, four, back right, four. Well, right back, I have a bit of a problem with as well. I think Bertrand yeah. is probably fairly clearly the best left back out of those twelve teams. Aaron Cresswell, maybe is your yeah. your other. No, I go with Bertrand. Van Dijk. I don't. I've never quite seen the fuss about Van Dijk, but everyone seems to like him. Uh, and Johnny Evans is a is a solid choice. Yep. But Cedric, I'm not convinced. So alternatives to Cedric at right back, if we have decided that four 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 two three one is how we're playing. Just on Van Dijk, ninety one percent of people selected Virgil Van Dijk. Yeah, but for you know what? And I, you were nine percent, Rory. I don't know why, but we seem to have an awful lot of Southampton fans who are listeners. Well, I don't know why either, but it's good it's that they... It's hey, might not necessarily be decisions made on who you support as a team. It might just be wow. that people are making decisions on the basis they support one of the top eight or top seven and haven't got a clue about the rest of it. an awful lot of listeners within Liverpool's scouting department. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that might, be, that, that might well be that's it. That's how it yeah. works. Uh, 42% of people um, selected Cedric Is that right? right back. And the second most selected right back was ineligible. Seamus Coleman. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he plays forever. Back Lowton, no? Matt Lowton? One suggestion. I'm banging the Burnley drum again, have you noticed? Well, I, I, would, yeah. have put, I would have put Matt Lowton on. Yeah. Uh, so, right back is contentious. Left back we're happy with. And Virgil van Dijk and Johnny Evans, we're pretty okay with. I should have mentioned, d- does everybody have any problems with Jack Butland? Or are we all, no, are we all no, on, no, on the same no. page? No. There are, That's there why I glossed over Schmeichel? it. Schmeichel? Well, yeah, Schmeichel. To be fair, there are, there are some quite good goalkeepers in Forster. 
you'd have Tom Heaton. Tom Heaton, probably not considered because he was injured, might have been out of people's minds. Somebody suggested Joe Hart, I think, and Steve would buff them immediately. As a joke. Is that a joke, team? I hope it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because clearly he's owned by Manchester City. So let's move on to the two central midfielders, Oriol Romeo and Mario Lamina. Lamina hasn't had very much time to impress, but he obviously has done so, whereas Oriol Romeo has been impressing for a year and more. Yes. I saw the pair of them play uh, against Crystal Palace and they were fantastic, but Crystal Palace were awful. (laughs) So they would look good in a game like that. But Lamina in particular is one of the standout holding midfielders in the Premier League. Some suggested to add well, Steve Krakowiak, I think, was mentioned because of his reputation that for was very, and severe. very close-run thing between Krakowiak and Romeo. Lamina was the overwhelming choice. Bearing in mind that we have talked on this podcast about how we feel that that is potentially the most significant position on the field, that, that defensive midfielder. It was also the one that arguably sparked the most debate because we had 21 different suggestions for defensive midfielders to, to fill those two positions. But but overwhelmingly, Lamina, Romeo and Krikoviak were people's choices. Rory, anything to add to those two or two and a half names? Uh, uh, Wilfred Ndidi of Leicester, who I think is excellent. Idrissa Gay? Idrissa Gay is not oh, eligible. Oh, Sorry. Well done, I'll take attention to the No, Everton change. did better than I thought. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, I think Ndidi's fantastic. Uh, Chalaber at Watford would probably be someone that I'd... Nah. If he wasn't injured, but Andy's saying no. <laughs> I said nah. And you know, the other one, the, this is, uh, uh, you may not have got any votes from him at all. Chetu Tiate. Yeah, we did have a couple, yeah. yeah. I, I really like Tiate. So, yeah, it depends. I suppose it depends on what you want those positions to do. I, I really, Romeo, I think, is excellent. I think Lemina, there's an element of he's played well twice, so let's throw him in. He's, he's fresh in the memory, perhaps. Yeah, he's impressed And it was recently. a game on television that, yeah. that always helps. But I would, yeah, I would say... That's indeed. always a big television draw, I think, Crystal Palace against Southampton. <laughs> yes, exactly. It drew Chinch, it can draw it us all. Yeah, but it played in the Champions actually. League final as well, but not also. <laughs> Ndidi would be my... Would be, would be straight in for me. Yes, Ndidi. I agree with you there. <laughs> anyway, let's that's move on. not the name of everybody's fancy league team. Um, so the three that are behind the striker, um, reminder, Steve, were Mares on one side, Zahar on the other, oh, no. and then Manuel no. Lanzini in the middle. Indeed, yeah, and again, Indeed. those were the um, those were, those were most people's uh, choices. There was one other name that uh, was pretty close to getting in the team, and that was uh, Jeran Shakiri at Stoke. And I suppose there could be a discussion, really, in terms of those four. If you're, you're taking Mares, Lanzini, Zahar, and Shakiri as being the most selected four attacking midfielders, as to which combination of those three would be most suitable. But I decided to go with the with the three first picks, if you like. I suppose it's, it is either Mares or... Imagine Mares can play as a 10 as well. So he, he could, could play as a 10, 10 yeah. could He could play Shakiri out there. That, maybe that would be a... So you're suggesting that Zaha and Mares would be on the Zaha, right naturally. So you probably have one of the two. Hit and miss. I know when he gets it right, he's... But in a team, in a team that's going to need to work hard as a team to beat City, Zaha... Sure I, to be that. honest, I think if you're playing City and you've got Shakiri, Mahrez, and Zahar, uh, or Lanzini, you've got a problem because mm. none of them are going to do the work. You, you, you're not going to have that much of the ball. And that's why they're playing in 8-20 to 20 teams where yeah. their but talent might suggest yeah. that they might be a little higher. I, I, I think Shakiri probably has to be in that team, though. I, I, he, to me, he is probably, the, it's a stupid measure, but the best player, potentially. He, he has the, the most amount of footballing ability of anyone outside the top seven. 
Does anybody have any problem with Jamie Vardy being the striker? We talked on the podcast last week, didn't we, about the fact that there was a dearth of strikers in the bottom half, particularly as Chinch makes ridiculous no, childish noises no, to no, move no, Jamie no. Vardy's. I was doing what Jamie Vardy's going to have to do because against City, sitting deep, playing off the shoulder, <whistles> making forward runs. That's the move. That, that's that's the noise you hear when really? Jamie Vardy makes a forward run. Watch. I, you hear it again. I really hope happens. that that noise isn't particularly deafening for people who are listening to this Ooh. on earbuds. But just quickly, <laughs> is there, is there, does anybody have any issues with it being Jamie Vardy, the best of the rest well, when it comes to being a striker? Four out of five people selected Vardy as their striker. And even some of those who didn't pick him tried to get him into the team somewhere else as playing in behind a, a different striker. They wanted a big man up front like second, Andy Carroll, for example. Really? But um, Javier Hernandez was the, was the second most selected centre forward. If you're playing Vardy, and if you're treating it not as a kind of way of saying, right, what, who are the best 11 players outside the top seven, but if you are specifically building a team to beat Manchester City, Shinji Otazaki should play behind uh, Vardy. With, with Vardy. Otazaki is the perfect. For the first hour of a game, Shinji Otazaki will close down anyone you want. This is a good, if and we, then if, you'll be, he'll be substituted because have, he'll be knackered. <laughs> well, it's, if we could have three substitutes, so say that is the team, Otazaki yeah. will be one of your, or would he start? Otazaki start, start. Oh, yes. so and be substituted. But if we, if we could have three subs, we could maybe chuck on. Will I bring up four Z- nil down? Zahar for Otazaki after 61 minutes. Okay. When Otazaki has run out of energy, which I'm sure he wouldn't do if they just let him play 90 minutes. Yes. Uh, you'd I probably don't know. The lactic acid in those calf muscles. Goodness me, that could be overpowering. You'd pr- I'd probably throw in <laughs> old seen his calf. Krakowiak. Yes. And I suppose you'd want a defensive substitution, wouldn't you? I guess. Cresswell. Yeah, there were a couple of mentions for Cresswell, yeah. Um, but we wanted to keep it to 11 because if we go into substitutions as well, we'll end up being here for the rest of the day. So that is the 11. We've mentioned in passing how they would play up against Manchester City, who, for example, at the moment are playing a, a kind of a 4-1-4-1 uh, without Vincent Company. Does this team sh- shape itself like that or does it have to be a little bit more malleable? How would it line up? This, this is why I was going back to the three centre-halves and wing-backs because you're going to be forced to play deep in your own half use Jamie Vardy's pace, trying to get back up the field as Leicester did so effectively. The, the problem I have is is Bertrand and Cedric, if it was to be Cedric, want to go forward. They're attack-minded fullbacks. So you two holding midfielders allow them to get forward. How much are they going to be able to get forward against City? They're going to be pinned in. So how good are defenders are the pair of them? And that's my problem with Cedric. I'm not sure how good a defender he actually is. Going forward, Bertrand, I think, can defend as well as get forward. So he, he wouldn't be too bad under pressure. That would be my worry with this team. Would they be able to keep City out? Would that back four, if it was exposed, be able to keep City out? And I'm not sure it would be because they're not the two fullbacks, especially. I'm not sure completely whether they they could defend well enough. Yeah, no, I don't think they can keep City out. I don't think. I think what 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 this has proven is that that's basically a Southampton and Leicester select eleven with with a couple of others with you know with Butland and Johnny Lanzini. Evans thrown in and Lanzini uh, and Zaha. Everyone else is Southampton and Leicester, so who are teams of roughly the same level. Mm-hmm. I would have thought. Do neither of them keep City out? No. It's uh, perhaps uh, points to good recruitment from those two teams. That uh, it does. Yeah, I mean, it, I think the other thing it probably proves, although it's not what, we'd, what what we were trying to prove, is that Southampton and Leicester, if you were to expand the top seven into a top nine, Southampton and Leicester are the two teams immediately behind Everton in the pecking order. And if, if you look at the way that the Premier League has turned out the last few years, that's apart from Leicester being the anomaly, Southampton have been eighth, ninth. And actually, yeah. Stoke are the team that have they've also been um, threatening to be at a top ten. They weren't last year, but they were three years before yeah, that, I think. Years, so you've yeah. got Butland and you've got potentially Shakiri as well. But it also demonstrates what the the discussion that, that launched us into 
this thought process was that the big teams have a majority of the talent. They are stockpiling the, the very best players. The, the trickle-down effect no longer exists. And that's why we end up with a team like this, made up of Southampton, Leicester, West Brom and, and Stoke players. And that is the best that you can pull together to, to stand any, any chance, at least as part of a thought process, of being able to take on one of the big teams and qualify for the Champions League. And I think we can probably all agree that that team would not finish in the top four. Where does it finish that team? Probably finishes seventh or eighth. Yeah. It, it finishes where the, the the teams that have provided its constituent parts can hope to finish, yeah. and that's essentially it. Let's would, have that, a, would that team beat Southampton? Would that team beat Leicester? Yes. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah, it so. might be. It might finish above Everton. Well, Southampton yeah. would, have, would be about six players down, wouldn't they? So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so scoreline: Manchester City against our select eleven. Change. Are we playing? Are we playing two? Are we playing at Wembley? Wembley? How are we playing? It? Neutral ground. Neutral ground. Neutral ground. One, One off game. Would that, would that team score? Mm, I go three nil City. Three nil, Rory. Four one City. Four one City. I was going to say four one. I will give you four two as an alternative. Four uh, two. Choice. I might as well just what what's left. Four nil. There we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just to be different, and I do believe, and it's taken a bonus extra pod to do it. I think via the use of extra brains from our listeners via the use of the not to be underrated tactics board mm-hmm. via the use of statistical analysis um, and Steve's excellent hard yards we've come some way near to proving a point have we and reaching a conclusion no this won't what? do I, I refuse to accept it <laughs> this is why it's on a bonus part a DVD extra the kind of thing that you'd never actually get to unless yeah. you go via a you know, weird back door the sort of thing that's behind the curtain in a video rental store <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on that note we say thank you very much indeed to Rory Smith to Andy Hinchcliffe to Stephen Wyeth and to the tactics board which if you wrap it with tactics. your knuckles tactics board but if, you, if you wrap it with your knuckles like that it will surely break we can already hear it rattling uh, that will feature no doubt again in the future we hope so next time bit bigger please chinch what the other tactics board <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>